Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. We are talking one of my favorite topics. If you've been around here listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I'm a big proponent of bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, otherwise known as BHRT, and how much it can help, not just with long-term issues that affect so many women, including bone health and heart health and brain health, but how it can also help so much during the perimenopausal and menopausal transitions. So I'm talking with an expert in this area today. His name is Ricky Brandon, and he is a health and wellness advocate. He and his wife, Candy, started Hormone Balance Centers because they could not find the high level of care they desired for their own family. After years of searching, thousands of hours in training, research, and trial and error, he has finally landed on the process and system that mixes traditional medicine with alternative medicine and helps people feel great again and live longer and younger with natural hormone replacement therapy. Welcome, Ricky. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk with you and your audience about this. Yeah. Well, let's start off before we go into all of the kind of specifics around BHRT. Let's talk about how this process for you and your wife, like how that went. And and I'm sure lots of uh, walls that you hit along the way. It's the same story everyone has, really. Just a little different twists and turn. But you feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Particularly women are really great at knowing if something's wrong. Guys, not so much. We ignore a lot. <laughs> but you know there's something going on in your body, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then you go to the doctor. He runs some labs. He or she runs some labs. Mm-hmm. And they sit down with you. And you're with them about 15 minutes. And they go, well, we looked at your labs. Everything looks normal for your age. And you go, I don't feel normal. Yeah, you're like, I, but I feel horrible. So what's going yeah. on? Yeah, and so yeah. then you start, and you do this a few times. Maybe, maybe it's the doctor. I go to a different, well, you know, everything looks normal. You're within range on your labs. And this was happening to us. My wife felt terrible. We've had four kids. Mm. She put on a tremendous amount of weight mm-hmm. during that time. She was working hard to get it off. Mm-hmm. Nothing was happening. And she just felt off. She was asleep in the morning and, and I would get up and help get the kids ready. And she would just be dragging in the morning. And I remember one day I came home from work and she was sitting on the couch (laughs) and she looks up at me and she goes, I am so thirsty, (laughs) but I don't even feel like getting up off the couch to get a drink of water. Will you bring me one? And she had been there for a little while thinking about getting up to get a drink of water. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is, this is a problem. Now I had a friend and had done a lot of work and he was, uh, he, 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 he started one of the very first bioidentical hormone clinics here in Utah. And so this was, this was a long time ago. He's, he'd done, he'd been doing this for years and I had helped him quite a lot at his clinic with different things. 
And I said, let's go see Dr. Jones. You know, sometimes you just can't be a prophet in your own backyard. And my wife's like, no, no, no. Well, then we're going to the gym. We're working out like crazy. I'm getting results. She's not. And the gym owner comes over and he says, Candy, my, my, my wife's name's Candy. He says, I've been watching you work. You should be getting better results. Have you ever had your hormones checked? Ah, there it is. <laughs> like, I've been saying this. I've been saying this. Yeah. Right? Got to so, hear it from somebody else. <laughs> so we go and she kind of didn't want to go to a friend, but I said, look, he's the best. He's the best. And um, boy, we didn't hear your labs are normal. Mm. You know, the interesting thing that I've learned throughout all of this is that women have, they have to become master negotiators for their own health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you have to know what's going on. You have to educate yourself and you have to kind of fight for yourself because these doctors, it's not that they, they don't know what they're doing. They just don't know what they're doing when it comes to hormones. Right. They're not specialists in hormones. Right. So they they go to a few hours, really. It's not very much hormone information they get. And their school is kind of funded by the drug companies who sell the synthetic hormones. And they get this skewed view. And they're all told that hormones are bad. Look, there's this argument. Are hormones bad or hormones good? If hormones were bad, we would take out all women's ovaries at age 30. Right. Right. When you know they'd be done having kids, we take out your ovaries and away you go. But yeah. hormones are good. Your body makes them. It needs them. Yeah. And and so through this process, we just learned so much. Just through life, I've learned so much about how to deal with doctors. They have a job to do. They have protocols they have to follow. And probably this is my this is my first tip for everyone. Sometimes you have to ignore those ranges that are put on your labs. Mm -hmm. These are averages that are mixed with old people, young people, healthy people, sick people. Yeah. It's like, look and, at our country. <laughs> yeah. And these averages keep changing right. with insurance actuaries. Mm. The people who decide where do we make the most money without losing the most money and without killing too many people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So these ranges have changed over the years. You can go back historically and see how they've changed. I'll give you an example. I know, I know we're talking menopause, but just for men, for example, mm -hmm. testosterone range for women, it's very small, right? right? Uh, in fact, the average range or the normal range is like zero to four. Yeah. Yep. Zero. They're I okay know. with you being They're at like, zero. You don't need any testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> for men, it's 300 to 900. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This means if you're at 301, they're going to say, well, you're in normal range. Right. A regular endocrinologist is only going to treat you when you're at a deficit. Right. If you're within normal range, they won't treat you. Some will, but most won't. Yeah. This is like, this is like saying, I don't know what the poverty level is, but let's say it's $25,000 a year mm -hmm. and you make $25,500 a year. You're not going to live like the guy making $40,000 a year. Right. But you're within range. Right. And so let's not have you get a better job or 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 do any of that. Let's not have you increase your skills until you get down below 25,000. Mm. Let's wait till you're completely in poverty. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then we'll try to help you. Mm -hmm. This is this is the problem with ranges and they're right. changing them. Uh, the male range used to be 
I, it was, it was like 500 to 11, 1200. Mm. They keep moving it down because the insurance companies don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they, they know you're just going to be a little uncomfortable, maybe not be your best. And yeah. I don't know about you, but I want to live in high optimal, right? I don't want to live in low average. I want right. to be high optimal. And so this is what happened to our, to my wife and I, we go together. And by the way, if you're married and you go to your hormone doctor, I would suggest you, you bring your spouse mm-hmm. or your partner or whatever, because they are going to have these moments of like, oh my gosh, you really can't help this. Mm-hmm. Right? this is, It'll this explain is, a lot. A, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not just making this stuff up. And this is the sad thing about menopause. Women keep going to the doctor and the doctor says, well, your labs look normal. I don't feel normal. So they try again. Your labs look normal. I don't feel normal. And eventually they'll put them on an antidepressant or something. hundred percent. That's where they go. It's birth control or antidepressant. <laughs> the problem is not, it's not, you know, your, your SSRI up, right. uptake. It's not, it's not antidepressant. Right. The problem is estrogen and progesterone. If you have an estrogen deficiency, why not give you estrogen? Why give right. you this other thing? This is like going to the, this is like going to the, to the, I mean, to the mechanic Mm-hmm. And you go, my car makes this loud noise when I'm driving it. And so it feels like something's wrong with my car. Mm-hmm. And they turn the radio up full blast and say, just leave it like that. You won't hear the noise anymore. <laughs> this is what it's, this is what giving you an answer or, or, or my check engine lights on, put a piece of black tape on it. And yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Just ignore the check engine light. Mm. This is what they're doing to you. They're giving you stuff to, to attack the symptoms instead of treating the root cause, which is hormone deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my wife goes, we get treated. She gets on, first of all, her iron was terrible. Yeah. Her ferritin yeah. was through the floor. Very he goes, calm. I don't, I, and, and I think half of you out there are probably anemic and you don't yep. know it, or you're yep. anemic and you're trying, but your supplement is not the right supplement. Right. And you remain anemic. Right. Mm-hmm. So which gives you so much. So the first thing he goes like, like your irons through the floor. I don't even know how you're walking. If you had, if you were a little worse off symptom wise, I'd send you to the hospital for an infusion. It's that bad. Right. That's why she couldn't get her up and get a glass of water for herself, you know? Right. And then, then, then he goes like this. He says, please don't tell me you're vegetarian. Mm. And she goes, no, I eat meat. Mm -hmm. And he goes, what do you do? What does your regular doctor tell you for your iron? He says, well, he has me take a supplement and he goes, well, it's not working. Right. Tell me what you're taking. And she, and she, and then she always goes, well, if I, you know, if I take too much, then I get constipated, my tummy hurts. And, and he says, well, you know, that's, that's got to stop. I'm going to change your iron supplement right away. I want you to take this one and I want you to take this food enzyme with it. And I want you to take it on this schedule. Mm. Almost instantly, her energy came back. Oh, yeah. It's amazing when you start getting iron in there when you haven't had it. He gets her on progesterone. Mm-hmm. She starts sleeping great. Mm-hmm. She was estrogen dominant. Now, that didn't mean her estrogen was too high. It was right. too high for her progesterone. Right. So we start getting her some progesterone. She starts sleeping great. Mm-hmm. She wakes up refreshed. I'm no longer sending the kids off to school by myself. And I'll never forget about 
just over a week in, and it's not about weight. I, I want to be clear. This is not about vanity. Mm-hmm. We're in the bathroom. She steps on the scale and she almost starts crying. She goes, Ricky, I've lost two pounds. Hmm. And she says, I've tried so hard for so long. If that was all it was, and I've suffered this long, I'm mad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not mad because it was so easy, mad because it was so easy and no one helped her. Everyone was afraid. If you're on hormones, you're going to get cancer, they said. You can't be on them too long. This is normal for your age. On and on. And we've all heard it. You've Mm -hmm. heard it. Mm -hmm. All your audience has heard it. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Jones retired. Mm. I've been studying herbal medicine and all these things for a long time. As we looked for someone else who did what he did, we just never found the same spirit, the heart of a teacher. They were marketers looking for numbers Mm -hmm. uh, because everybody wants their hormones fixed because you feel great. Right. And I had this idea in my head that if you can help people feel good again, then they can live a wellness lifestyle. Everybody's going to these, look, look, I love naturopaths and 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 dietitians and all of that coaches health coaches i mean i'd call myself a health coach mm-hmm. but when someone is depleted and their cup is empty and you tell them i want you counting these macros and eating these foods right. and following this you can't do it it takes all you have just to get through the day yeah. so we quickly came up with this idea we want to help people feel great again so that they can live a wellness hi- lifestyle mm-hmm. I think you that's a really keep... important point that I pe- want people to really sit for a moment and take in, right? It, it You have to, I mean, there's so much focus on doing all these things and I get it. I do it in my practice, but when you're so depleted, it's not going to happen, right? It's just you not going to happen. can't keep giving from an empty cup. Right. You go to the doctor, ah, diet and exercise, just do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that again? You're like, oh, I haven't tried that. <laughs> yeah. And you're not lazy. Right. You're not lazy. We start to feel broken and we start to feel like, man, there's something wrong with me that I can't do this. And so we go to the doctors for help and they just tell you to do more of the stuff you can't do anyways. Right, right. You got to get, you got to get a little, little fuel in your engine, a little stuff in your cup, you know, and hopefully one day your cup gets to overflowing and you can give to and serve the people around you from the overflow Mm -hmm. instead of depleting your cup. Because because mm-hmm. I've I've learned this too from doing this for for years. That women will sacrifice so much for their kids, for their husbands, for their partners, for their friends, and they will just keep giving. I mean, even even clothes shopping, right? I know that everyone's special, but even my wife will buy clothes for the kids and me and everyone else, and and she's like, "Well, my wardrobe's fine." Hmm. she's giving from an empty cup. Yeah. We got to get that cup to overflowing so that you can show up the way you want to show up. Incidentally, once, once she and I got feeling better, because I've got my own story, I won't tell it here because man's story probably doesn't fit here. Um, But men kind of go through a menopause also. Yeah. Our hormones go down and it's going down earlier and earlier, just like women. 
Well, I'll we, tell you, I don't work with a ton of men in my practice, but the few that I do and we've run their hormones, always testosterone is much lower at a younger age yeah. than traditionally, right? Yeah. And, it, and it's not about sexual function. Right. It's not about, look, it affects your mood. It affects your drive. You're like, I just don't even feel like doing hobbies anymore. Yeah. That's true in both men and women when your yeah. testosterone is low. Yeah. I just, you know, I, and people say, you know, they're afraid they're, oh man, they're giving all these men testosterone. There's testosterone clinics popping up everywhere. And they think they're going to have roid rage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. I've never seen it only in one guy who totally abused his dose dosing. Yeah. Yeah. And he was abusing it by a lot, mm-hmm. but for myself, I showed up better and happier for my kids because I wasn't on my last nerve. Right. You want to see me grouchy? Ask me a question when I just got nothing left. Yeah. And I'm just going to snap it. Just do it. Just whatever. I became so much nicer. Yeah. And my drive was so much better. I could deal with problems better. Yeah. And my testosterone got where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I actually, you know, I, I like that we're talking about this aspect too, not just because, um, you know, I think it's important information to know, but women that are married to men or, you know, in relationships with men who um, in this middle age start to notice differences, it's important for them to be educated around it. And, you know, when you were talking earlier about that range, I thought about one of my clients, we ended up um, running just some labs on her son who was 19 and his testosterone, I think was about 350. Right. And like you said, that's look for a 19 year old, right? Like that's super low, but his doctor didn't want to do anything because it was within range, you know? And then on the opposite side, her husband who's late forties, early fifties, you know, his testosterone was I forget what it was, but it was it was on the lower end, but they didn't want to do any testosterone therapy because he had had a is it PSA? Is that that what it's called? The um the yeah, test yeah 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 your your um testing for prostate. Um, prostate exactly um it, it was it wasn't high yet but it was it was getting towards high so they did not want to give him any testosterone because they said you know the the threat here so I would love if you have a opinion on that. Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah. And it's the same threat opinion they tell women. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be on hormones because you're going to get breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And they tell men, you don't want to be on testosterone. especially. And they always test, te- test your PSA mm-hmm. and your testosterone at the same time to see if you're going to, if you're on a risk for prostate cancer, mm-hmm. there's a doctor and he's like the foremo- foremost expert on testosterone for men. His name's Dr. Morgan Thaler. Mm-hmm. You can Google him and find his book. I think his uh, first book is the best. It's called Testosterone for Life. Mm. And when he was uh, going to uh, doing his thesis and everything like that, they basically castrated lizards. Mm. And so they had no sexual function. And these mm. lizards, they would put them in with these female lizards. And, and usually they would play. And the men would do this push-up kind of dance mating ritual thing. And when they depleted all the testosterone and castrated them, they put them in the, in the cage together and the women would try so hard Mm. and the men would just ignore them. They just sat there as if they were the only ones in the cage. They took the same lizards 
injected testosterone into the certain part of their brain mm. and they started playing again mm. and enjoying life. Mm -hmm. They couldn't mate. It had nothing to do with mating. He's done study after study after study about um, he's, he's given men testosterone who have had prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. And actually he's found that it's protective when done in the right way. Yeah. Yep. It's protective. I've seen guys on, with prostate cancer and they give them testosterone blockers. Right. And they are so miserable. They have no want for life. Yeah. And it's sad, really. Yeah. It's fear. It's fear because of one or two studies. I can show you a stack of studies on the other side that show you the opposite. Right. And it's the same thing with breast cancer, right? In fact, in the old days when they did breast cancer surgery, right, to remove the breast cancer, they would wait till you were at the point in your cycle when progesterone was the highest mm -hmm. because it actually stopped the spread. And then sometimes they would find that the that the uh, the the cancer had been kind of encased mm. because of the progesterone and stopped from spreading. Yeah. The the problem, right? That the story that they've all heard is, and I I I can guarantee you've talked about the women's health initiative mm -hmm. study. Yep. And and just the recap is that was a study that was partially done, and it was done around synthetic hormones. And at that time, they were giving everyone Primarin or Primpro, mm -hmm. which is synthetic. Mm -hmm. And um, and they they said, well, and and in fact, the the first the first report said progesterone. They didn't say progestins, right. but it was progestins. They right. said progesterone increases your risk of of breast cancer, and and especially when mixed with estrogen, right? Mm -hmm. And these were synthetic. So quick about progesterone. And I know we're going to get to BHRT stuff, but bioidentical means it looks exactly like what your body produces. If you look at it under a microscope, the molecular structure is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Primarin is made from mare urine. Right. That might be good for horses. Right. <laughs> horses are you. like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then things like birth control, and all of those things, it's something usually called medroxyprogesterone acetate. And if you look at them, if I could show you a picture of them, I wish I had one, I would hold up for you. Um, they look different. There's a core that looks the same, but that medroxyprogesterone acetate has a methyl group and an acetate group added to it. That's the part that your body doesn't like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll keep you from getting pregnant. Right. And it'll stop the bleeding. It'll stop you know, the if bleeding. If you have heavy, heavy bleeding. But other than that, it basically does nothing else that progesterone will do for you, right? And and um, and um it stopped people's symptoms. Yeah. Everybody was on it. Yeah. Everybody. Like, like it was crazy numbers. Like 70, 80% of women in a certain age range were taking Primarin or Primpro. Mm -hmm. And then this came out, right? And this is not too long ago. This is like, right. this is... Last 20 years. years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, right? They're saying, they're saying um, that this stuff causes cancer. And now you have all these women who are on it and they're at this quandary, right? Like, what do I do? I feel so good. I've gotten my life back because of this mm -hmm. drug. Mm -hmm. Do I go off of it and immediately have my symptoms back? Or do I roll the dice and maybe get cancer in 15 years? Mm -hmm. 
And you'd be surprised how many stayed on it. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't want those symptoms back. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to roll the dice, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, doctors start sending out letters. You knew the risks when you signed up. You signed your disclaimers and all of that. Um, but that same thing, the same thing doesn't happen when you're taking bioidentical. Just the opposite happens. And again, we can show you stacks and stacks of studies, not this one study, but stacks of studies mm -hmm. that say progesterone, testosterone, estradiol, or bioidentical estrogen in women protects you from breast cancer. It works better than osteoporosis medications Right. at reversing, not just stopping, right. but reversing. I've seen people with testosterone and the right hormone balance reverse type two diabetes. Wow. Because you can imagine the testosterone helps you build muscle tone, mm -hmm. gets rid of visceral fat everywhere. Yeah. Not just, you know, it's, it's the fat everywhere strengthens your muscles your heart's a muscle i've seen i've seen doctors tell men look with testosterone you're going to have a stroke mm -hmm. it's not true right it's not true they don't have time to become experts in it that's why you go to a hormone expert and you need you need someone who has the heart of a teacher yeah there's plenty of <laughs> sorry i'm going to get on a soapbox for that's just fine. a second there's plenty of people who are out there happy to market something to you right? and they'll market hormones to you and they'll charge you some crazy amount of money, but they won't. You know how many people I run into that are on a pellet and I go, what's in your pellet? They go, I don't know. Pellets, a little rice shaped thing. They inject in your, in your butt <laughs> <laughs> to, and you just do it once every three or four months and the hormones trickle out into your body. And I go, what's in it? They go, I don't know mm -hmm. because they weren't taught. Right. What we love to do is, yeah, you're going to start with labs. Even though I said those lab ranges are crazy. The danger of labs are who is in, who's interpreting them. A hundred percent. Yep. Sit down with the labs. Imagine sitting down and going line by line through every lab and spending an hour with someone answering your questions, even predicting and saying, you probably feel like this. Right. And you go, oh my gosh. That's exactly I feel how so I feel. so validated, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And they come out in tears going, this makes so much sense. And it should make sense to you. Mm -hmm. And they teach you how it all works together. You know what you're, what you're prescribed and what you're taking and you know why. And you also know how it should make you feel. Mm -hmm. So we do labs up front and then we treat the person. We don't keep treating the labs. Now, I know you need to test labs to see where they're at, but we don't test them that often, but we meet with you often because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you need to adjust those. Anyways, that's, Absolutely. I don't know. Where did we go? Where, how did we <laughs> it's all right. I, it's all good stuff. <laughs> One thing I wanted to say off of what you mentioned about um, you know, these studies, and and I think this is so pertinent right now because, you know, this large study just came out on erythritol and suddenly everybody's like, oh, it causes heart disease and you're going to have a heart attack if you're eating erythritol. It's the same thing, right, that the media, unfortunately, will pick out a small thing from one study or, um, you know, it's not like the media is reading these studies thoroughly, which most of these studies yeah. always are saying, you know, this 
there's correlation, not causation. There's this, it, we need more studies, all of those kinds of things. But the big headlines are, this is going to, you know, cause heart disease with hormones. It was, this is going to cause cancer. And this is the problem. And like you were saying, why it's so important to go to somebody that is truly educated and is in there reading all the different studies, because in same thing with the erythritol, there's actually a bunch of studies already out there around it. Right. And same thing with hormones is we had so many studies leading up to, yeah. you know, the women's health um, initiative that showed all the positives. And then it was kind of this one study that said, nope, things are bad. And suddenly there are literally doctors to this day that still go by the, you know, the women's health study. And, and it's just like, okay, there's so many women in particular that are suffering because of that belief system, because um, not every doctor, unfortunately, is going to get up to date on what is out there. On top of it, they're terrified. Right. They're right. living with these symptoms. They have this anxiety that they've never had before. That puts a stress on their body. And then someone like you or I come along and say, you should be on hormones. Mm -hmm. But it's been beat into their head that they're going to get cancer. Yep. yep. They're going to get something bad is going to happen. Yep. I'm just, this is what my, this is, look, I, I know we should embrace what our body's doing and take care of it. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of people telling you, this is just a natural part right. of the next phase of your life. Just roll with it. <laughs> Do something different. Lay in bed for a week every month. This is your new phase. Right, right. Uh, and yeah, good luck when it. you get there, friend. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm all for natural, right? I mean, we've had all four of our kids at home with a midwife. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because I'm anti-doctor. Mm -hmm. It just kind of turned out that way. That's another story for another podcast. <laughs> but I learned so much through that about protocol because mm -hmm. we had a doctor and a midwife and we had just kind of mentioned to the doctor, hey, we're kind of, I had a midwife because I heard they give great prenatal care and they did. We would go to the doctor and I'd say, what about this? We've been thinking about this. And he'd say, don't worry about that. That's my job. And he, appointments were 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do this thing where you see if your kid's going to be down syndrome? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, all these side effects could happen, you know, mm -hmm. from doing the procedure. But, and I turned to my wife, was, does it change anything? Like, so what if we know our kid's going to be down syndrome? Is, right. Are we going right. to abort? Right. No, we're not. Okay. Yeah. So why do the test? Right? right. I find out that goop that they put in the kid's eyes when they're born, they put this Vaseline type okay. stuff in the kid's eyes. I did my homework on it. <laughs> I asked the midwife. She tells me what it's for. The Because uh, every time I went to visit like a, a niece or a nephew, they had, you know, when you look at them through the glass, they have this stuff in their eyes. And what is that? It's the silver nitrate stuff. And they put it in mm -hmm. for, um, because this is what the doctor told me. Most people are dishonest about their sexual history and they might have an STD. So there's an STD that gets passed to the children through the eyes as they go through the birth canal. I said, what if they go C-section? Right. We still do it. I go, they didn't go through the birth canal. Right. We still do it because it's protocol and we don't want. So uh, you know, even if you put it on after the baby is born, it's supposed to protect it. 
even yeah, though it's yeah. already gone through the birth canal. <laughs> this, this is, this is <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so as we went on, the midwife would teach us for 45 minutes when we asked the question. Guess what? When you're educated, fear starts going away. Yes. I've yeah. never been afraid to te- take a test I was totally prepared for. Right. It's when I haven't prepared. I don't know the answers that I'm afraid. So she starts teaching my wife, this is what your body's going to be doing. It's natural. This is what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're, we're not treating you for an illness because you're pregnant. Your Pregnancy right. is not an illness. This right. is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And this is how your body's going to act. And this is how Pitocin works. So they give you Pitocin to induce labor. And she goes like this, like this makes, this is where the start of my education happened, right? We're having our kids and I start seeing this paradox between people who care and people who have a job that have strict protocols. They care too, but they're not allowed. We literally had our doctor tell us, I'm not allowed to be friends with you because when we're friends, we bend protocol. Mm, Interesting. When we told him, we're thinking of maybe going with the midwife to have our baby. Could you be our backup doctor? Because we really liked him. We went home three days later. We got a letter of discharge because we were too high risk. Uh, Yeah. So the midwife teaches us about Pitocin, right? (laughs) She says, your body's supposed to have a contraction this way. And then it goes this way. And that's what opens everything up, makes it comfortable for the baby to come out. Mm -hmm. This makes sense. What does Pitocin do? It makes everything all at once go like this and it doesn't stop. You never get a break. You're supposed to go like this and then relax. You get a break. Baby gets a break. You're supposed to go like this, then relax. You get a break. Baby gets a break. But Pitocin goes push, 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 push. You never get a break. It's like such such a like (laughs) the way that we do things in this country, in this world now, right? It's just like, go hard. (laughs) And that is not the point of giving birth. So then what happens? Baby's heart rate goes up. Yeah. Baby's in distress, increased percentages of C-section. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's interesting about the doctor discharging you all from being high risk. And yet the highest risk in this country is having a baby in a hospital. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They, they give them epidurals. They stop progressing. Right. They give them, uh, you know, the Pitocin. Everyone's in pain. Right. It's, but, but when my wife knew this is what my body's supposed to do. And then in this time, right. Then she teaches me, Ricky, your job, when that contraction stops, you, you know, when you think you're relaxed, you're like sitting at a chair but then your shoulder hurts because you were kind of clenching your mm-hmm. arm. Mm-hmm. You thought you were relaxed, but you weren't. You have to kind of think about that shoulder to get that muscle to release. She goes, Ricky, your job is when that contraction lets up is to kind of find those places where mm-hmm. she's holding it, mm-hmm. touch it and tell her, relax, let that go. Mm-hmm. And it I love that. I love that. And I mean, it, it's it, really everything you're saying is, you know, part of why I do this podcast and, you know, try and really teach women these things about our bodies so that you don't have to be scared so that you can be empowered in these different situations instead of being like, I have to give over my bodily autonomy, my, you know, natural way of processing things to a doctor because I don't understand what is happening in my body. 
we work really hard. In fact, I slip up and I call people patients who yeah. come to our clinic and we treat people all over, right? We do, we do telemedicine. Okay. I, was gonna I mean, that. I'm not yeah. thankful for COVID, but I am thankful that it really loosened up telemedicine. Yes. Yeah. We have some people come to us in some state or town and they're like, there is no one in my town. Who knows anything about bioidentical hormones? That's a lot of America, unfortunately. I'm so thankful that we're able to help them. Mm -hmm. And because it doesn't need a physical examination, we're looking at labs, we're teaching you, and you get to make decisions. Mm -hmm. Look, here's what I think. What do you think? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And they meet with us frequently, talk about how they're feeling, how are they sleeping, how's their energy, what are, and then we keep tweaking it, right? Together. So we get to be the knowledge that keeps you from doing something dumb. Right. But you're really driving. Yeah. And so we try to call them clients, not patients, because I hate that feeling. When you become a patient of a doctor, then they just tell you what to do. And if you don't do it, they're like, yeah, that's your problem. Right. You know, but let's talk about it. Let's let me teach you what I know. You tell me how you feel. This is what I think. This is how I think it will work. And away we go, right? And there's no fear in that. Yeah. Especially if you do some reading and stuff on your own, listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. hear enough of these stories to go, look, I did this. I'm not afraid. Yeah. And and my life has been better. I we have we have one patient. She's 83 years old. She still works. Mm-hmm. She's a ball of fire. She's the youngest 83-year-old, I, I mean, I know some 60-year-olds who are older than her. Yeah. And she comes in here for appointments. She only comes about once a quarter. In the beginning, we meet with people at least monthly, right? Mm-hmm. They keep tweaking and changing things, see how they feel. And it takes a couple months to get to where you feel 100%. great. I don't want you giving up. Just hang in there for a little while. Mm-hmm. But, but man, there's these people who have been on hormones. This 83 year old lady lady came to us because her doctor died. (laughs) Oh my goodness. She's like, I need someone else to support me. So she's looking for someone who thinks this way. She's been on bioidentical hormones for 20 years. Yeah. Guess what? She never got breast cancer. Right. And she probably, like you said, she's, she's, yeah, I'm sure she looks 62 instead of eighties, you know, Uh, she's so cute. She bakes us treats. Brings us treats in the office when she comes. She won't do telemedicine because she can't get her computer to work. <laughs> she's like, I'm coming and so in. she she drives a bit to get here. Yeah, and um, and she's such a joy. Oh, I love that. Could you could you imagine being old and being such a joy to be around? Right, right. To bring life to the party. Yep. Instead of sucking the energy out of the room. Yep. Well, I have to tell you, I went to see an esthetician last year, and I think she was seventy eight. And she actually didn't start taking hormones, I think, until her 70s, you know, and she said to me, they will pry them out of my cold, dead hands. (laughs) (laughs) I will be on hormones (laughs) till my last breath. But same thing, you know, I mean, she 78 year old, she is literally just still working because she enjoys it so much, you know, and it's to have that energy. So on that point, I do have a question for you because I get asked this a lot, too. How is it in terms of, you know, is it safe, essentially, if a woman has not been put on hormones and it's 10 plus years since she's been in menopause? Is it safe for her to go on hormones at that point? So you mean she's been in menopause for 10 years and then we're going to go. Yeah. So 
Yes, she can go on hormones, but we got to be a little careful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I know there's some controversy over estrogen or estradiol being taken orally or via cream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The real answer is it depends on your age. Mm, Interesting. Okay. So over a certain age, you don't want to start on an orally, but if you're way, you know, 10 years before menopause and your estrogen's low, the oral actually helps you. It helps different things, right? So many people are afraid of, of the oral, but it kind of depends on where you're at in the phase, right? Gotcha. And um, the estrogen's the one I worry about, not so much about progesterone, mm-hmm. right? So estrogen, you just administer administer it in a different a different way. But yes, you can go on if you're ten years past menopause, mm-hmm. and it is going to benefit you. You're still going to get those health benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get them better if you get on earlier right? You want, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be in menopause before you start this, right? You want to go into menopause on it and keep adjusting, keep adjusting, keep adjusting, Mm -hmm. listen to your body, Mm -hmm. talk to your practitioner, say, look, I'm feeling this way. Well, maybe let's, let's test one more time and let's see where you're at. Maybe we need to up this or lower that or change this or change that. And so don't be afraid of it. If you have, if you're older, you will still get the benefits. Yeah. from it the health benefits you'll still get your life back or parts of your life back you know um if you're that old and you and and one of you's on hormones and one of you's not you probably need to both come in together because one of you is going to get more life and leave the other <laughs> one in the dust <laughs> and so be a I little always more suggest randy. <laughs> couples come in together yeah 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 so let's talk about because I know this can be confusing for a lot of people, um, you know, particularly with women because they're you're dealing with so many different hormones. What are the different forms of bioidenticals that you can take the different hormones? And do you have favorites in each? You kind of mentioned a little bit about you know the oral estrogen and the debate yeah. whether that's good or not. So maybe I, I'll tell you, most hormones. people are on creams. We kind of stay away from oral estrogen. Some people are afraid of it. Right. Um. I've done enough homework to know in a, (laughs) if you're in the middle of menopause, if you're over 60, you don't want to start taking oral estrogen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'll leave it at that, but, but even younger, we're putting them on cream if they need it. Okay. So in terms of testing, you test up front and then I know particularly, I guess it's primarily with progesterone cream. That doesn't show up on serum testing, correct? Yeah. yeah. So how and do you, how do you work with that? I, I hardly ever use look. I'll, I'll use oral progesterone. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Compounded oral progesterone. progesterone. You yeah. don't get the sleep benefits with the cream. Right. Right. You know, it processes differently in your body. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't get this. This you know when it hits your liver and it does its thing. That's when it does its thing, you right. know? <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. No, and, and so and progesterone always, almost always yeah. is oral. Yeah. Yep. That's the Estrogen. first thing with the sleep issue that comes up for so many women, particularly yeah. in that early to and, mid 40s. And actually some, some women have, have two capsules Yeah, and they'll, they'll kind of, if, you know, they, they feel like they're not sleeping like they should. They'll take a 50 yeah. on top of their 150. Yeah. And Look, really, I want to say that everybody really does process differently. Mm. We start you low and start moving you up. And the goal is to feel 
at optimal without adverse side effects of too much. So mm -hmm. too much progesterone, you'd have like a progesterone hangover in the morning, right? Right. You're just too groggy. groggy. Mm -hmm. So we want to drop you back down just below that where you're getting awesome sleep. You're getting all those happy feelings. It's, mm -hmm. it's the happy hormone for mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, believe it or not, we even have some men taking progesterone. Oh yeah. I mean, I've certainly heard that it can be they beneficial need it too. Yeah. They yeah, need absolutely. estrogen too. And so, so um, anyway, so we're almost always oral progesterone. Now I do a compounded capsule. There are trochies, like mm -hmm. little lozenges mm -hmm. and stuff. I don't like those as much. People tend to get better benefit from the, the they oral. just, just report back. They like yeah. that oral capsule estrogen cream. Usually if a woman's on testosterone, it's a cream. Mm -hmm. just needs so little. What do you think about um, combined or uh, excuse me, estrogen and testosterone creams? Do those work okay together or do you prefer separately? I, I think so. We always do it separately, but it might be just because I haven't learned enough about combining them yet. I probably need to have a conversation with my favorite pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> It, so going I've learned to, some stuff sorry. listening to your podcast, like, oh. like the oils. Yeah. 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 I want to, I'm going to investigate that. Cause I like that idea of like the essential oil drops. Yeah. It seems so much, it just seems awesome. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to head down that road. So yeah. Just, I, I oh, I love that with, um, with the oral, uh, progesterone, do you usually start more at like 50 milligrams or even lower, or do you start around a hundred? It usually we're at around a hundred when we yeah. start. Yeah. Cause and so much then, of it metabolizes into allopregnenolone, yeah. right? So, and, um, man, that, that is like you said, people say you're going to pry this out of my dead cold hands. <laughs> like they start panicking. It's not, look, you're not addicted to it, but you do feel good. People have this thing like, well, shouldn't I just let my body do what it does and deplete, you know, there's this, there, I call it. Um, I call it the neuro neuroendocrine theory of aging, right? Mm -hmm. Are my hormones low because I'm aging or am I aging because my hormones are low? Right, right. And we tend to believe it's because your hormones are low. Now, why are my hormones low? We know this story, right? Stress, diet, lifestyle. We were never meant to live the way we live. Now, exactly. I hate when we say stress and people think, well, I don't have a stressful life. It doesn't mean that you have some New York stock exchange job. Right. There's so many ways. Stress comes from not sleeping. Stress comes from not drinking enough water. Stress comes emotionally. Stress comes physically. Maybe you have chronic pain, inflammation. Mm -hmm. All of those things cause stress. Mm -hmm. And hormones are just messengers that are telling your body what to do. And so they say, well, can I just start on one hormone? Nope. They all work together. Yeah. They talk to each other. You know, which one you want to start with? I don't know. If you're <laughs> low in three, which one you want to start with? You know, you right. need them all. Right. You need them all. Yeah. And it's like, really, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I feel so lucky to be in this business. Mm -hmm. And we find and hire doctors who are kind of tired. Mm -hmm. They got into medicine because they want to help people and they're tired of meeting quotas. They yeah. do have quotas. Yep. And they got into medicine because they want to help. And then they stay in medicine because they take care of their family and they've got jobs. They have, you have to see this many patients, this many things, this many that, 
and then you get your bonus. Mm -hmm. They depend on their bonus. They go into debt to get to become a doctor. And now these big hospitals are hiring them and putting them on salary. Right. More and more private practices are closing. They can't practice how they want. They have to follow this rule book that's given to them. I tried to hire a doctor once. I gave him some case studies, said, how would you treat these? I was trying to see if he was open-minded enough Mm. to be able to treat people and not the labs Mm -hmm. because they beat it into you when you're a doctor. You have to follow these protocols, these rules that we give you. If this happens, you do this, this, and this, and that's it. And if they come back and that didn't help, then you switch to that. And that's how people are ending up on antidepressants and exactly yeah. all of these things. So this doctor, he was actually a cardiologist. I was trying to change him into a hormone doctor. <laughs> Way educated. Yeah. And I showed him a man with a testosterone and he goes, I can't put him on that much testosterone. He's going to stroke out. Mm. And I'm like, he's still within range. And he said, it's not going to be your butt on the stand as they're saying, these are the protocols. Why did you break protocol? Mm, Interesting. He goes, it's my malpractice insurance. Yet you find other doctors who read the studies and they are 110% okay getting people on that upper edge of the range, sometimes over the range. Right. Because their body is just not reacting and they need more. Yes. We see that with thyroid. I love and hate thyroid medicine (laughs) because it tricks you. Everybody needs a different mouth. There, there really is, you know, and, and everybody, oh man, sorry. I no thyroid. Thyroid is tough. I a hundred percent agree. And one of my uh, colleagues, you know, she's a good example. You know, she's, um, she has Hashimoto's and has fought all kinds of things over the years like Lyme and she's she's doing well but her t3 actually needs to be up around six for her to feel good right and that a regular doctor would be like you are super hyper thyroid there you know but that's actually you know where she feels best and that is treating the person and not treating the labs and i have clients who change their thyroid medicine depending on the season Mm mm-hmm like in the mm, winter time, I need this much. In the summertime, I need this much. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Right. They're in charge. They're right. in charge, not me. Yeah. They're like, I just have learned over the years that in the summertime, I need a little less than I need in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you I guys don't... do thyroid stuff too, because, you know, not every place will be sort of comprehensive. Like they'll just yeah. focus on sex hormones and that kind of thing. Yep. So and, and we, there's tons of places that are popping up just doing hormones, right? right. They go to a weekend seminar or a three right. day seminar on, on uh, pellets or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I want to finish that conversation about the way the delivery, but yes. Um, um, but thyroid on thyroid, mm-hmm. they're mostly screening with TSH only, which is thyroid uh, stimulating hormone, which is the hormone that says, make thyroid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that, that triggers yep, it and says yep. make thyroid. So if that's within range, they don't test anything else. Yep. You need to have the T4 and the T3 tested. Mm-hmm. T4, you can think of that as like your storage container mm-hmm. that when it hits the liver, it converts to T3 mm-hmm. and T3 regulates your metabolism, gives you energy and all of that stuff, right? So um, if their thyroid's out of whack, 
they usually put them on Synthroid or Levothyroxine. Right. It's only T4. Right. You might have a problem converting T4 to T3. Which is what I see for so many of my clients. That's the issue. And so you need T3. Yep. Because your body, something's wrong and it's not converting the T4 to T3. So then you ask your doctor, why are you putting them on this? <laughs> you know, yeah. I've had these conversations with doctors. Why are you putting them? You know, they 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 go in for their checkup and they'll they call this office and why are you putting them on this? They're on way too much. They're mm. you know, why did you take them off their level thyroxin or whatever? Mm-hmm. So you know that that they're having their T3 numbers are low, they're having trouble converting T4 to T3. You have them on a medicine that's only T4. It's not helping them. Yep. Yeah. And they go, what do you mean? They, they don't know <laughs> they don't what's know. in it. I, know. I go, call the pharmacy, <laughs> yeah. call the pharmacist and ask them, is there any T3 in that? Yeah. It's, it's, I know it's crazy. I mean, I'm so glad that this discussion around thyroid um, hormone is happening more and more because that's really Synthroid has been the thing for years for so many women. And they're like, I just, they maybe had an initial hit where they felt a little bit better when they first started it, you know, but then that levels off pretty quickly and they feel horrible. And they're like, I'm on medication and I don't know if it's working. Yeah, of course it's not converting to that, you know, T3 and, and to have that basic understanding that that is the actual hormone, the active hormone, you know, T4 is just, So here's what we would do, right? We would start you on your thyroid Mm -hmm. and in the morning Mm -hmm. and you might call in after a while and say, or come to your next appointment. It's like, I'm still feeling my 3 PM slump. Mm -hmm. Great. Let's split it up. Let's take it part of it in the morning and then take another part in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. half hour before you eat your lunch. Mm -hmm. Oh, that did it. Or we need to raise you a little bit. Right. You know, and we do check for Hashimoto's also. Perfect. Uh, you know, it's funny. And we had one lady, Hashimoto's, right? You don't want any kind of inflammatory response because it's an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to stop eating gluten. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not gluten intolerant. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you need to stop eating. Yeah. But I eat us. bread. I don't feel sick. I, you know, yep. look, yep. and then you have to educate, right? This is yep. why. Yeah. He's doing great. It was really hard for her the first three months. Mm-hmm. She's doing so, so great. Her husband reports back to me and says, you've changed our lives. No. Oh, yeah. Changed I mean, the thyroid, oh, that's, that's so, so important for your basic energy, right? I mean, we talked about iron earlier, but really thyroid, it's just, that's such a huge problem across the board, especially as women age, you know, I see it all the time on testing. So sorry, I got all sidetracked. That's okay. okay. So yeah, so let's we finish. got we got mm-hmm. capsules made in a compounding pharmacy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's they are made by a pharmacist, right? Mm-hmm. So technically, they're synthetic, mm-hmm. right? But they're bioidentical. So anything made in a lab is going to be synthetic. So right. you know, you, you kind of get stuck in this. Well, it's synthetic or it's bioidentical or they're all synthetic because they're made in a lab. It's but the same made, chemical makeup as our own. Same hormones. chemical makeup as your own. Mm-hmm. So needs to be bioidentical. I love compounding pharmacies. They make your dose just for you. Mm-hmm. Once you balance out, we can, you know, maybe we're giving it to you small and you end up taking two progesterone or, or we'll make a smaller one and a bigger one. And you, you know, people say, well, when do I, 
can I cycle my progesterone? Can I go off of it? And I said, yeah, just go off of it on the times you want to be susceptible to breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> so, uh, um, for men, testosterone will do an injection. We can do creams. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen creams get them up as high. And it, for, for men, the cream tends to convert to estrogen mm, more often than the injection. More often. So yeah. for men, I put them on an injection. For women, cream, they need a little bit. Even um, if they're really struggling with with uh, with getting aroused, mm -hmm. I'll even say, you know, wherever that spot is for you, rub the testosterone there. Mm, kind yeah. of wakes it up. Get it right there. Yeah, absolutely. Wakes it wakes it up. Now yeah. it's still going to go throughout the whole body and be used, right? right? right. Um uh est estradiol or estrogen will use cream. And do you do straight estradiol or do you do a combination? We'll do we'll do both. Uh I let the practitioners kind of decide that. Decide that, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um I the benefit is in both. Mm -hmm. And I right. I'm not, I'm smart, but I'm not smart enough to, to know what that deci deciding factor is. Yeah. So, gotcha. and, uh, of when they choose to do that or not do it, but I see both, I mm -hmm. see both coming through and, mm -hmm. um, I don't like the pellets. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you how you're, how you felt about pellets. Yeah. I don't like them again, those pellets, they inject them in you and they stay not only because they're not educating people, but they come in like three sizes, right? Yeah. Think of going shopping for a shirt small, medium, large. I need an XL or I need an extra small. Mm, sorry, we don't have an extra small. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just take the small one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the first thing. You don't have as much power over the dose. Right. So you're now just treating to get some hormones in there, not your magic amount. Like we said that sometimes you need more than the average person. So they make them in these ranges. I have seen... <laughs> I have had women come into our clinic who are suddenly having hormone acne I was and their hormones say. are raging Yep. and they go, what do I do? Yeah. Well, no, you have a pellet, right? I go, yeah. Wait three months and come back and see me. Yeah. Um, so that's why I don't like them. Yeah. I agree. Uh, just because you can't adjust them. Like I said, sometimes you need a little more. Sometimes you need a little less, you know, and you get to be in charge of that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell you the range that's safe for you. And, you know, you should be educated enough by the time you leave here to go like, okay, I've got too much thyroid. My, mm -hmm. my heart is pounding a little too much. I'm going to mm -hmm. back that down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm too sleepy in the morning or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Testosterone's tricky. It's a slow mover. Um, you got to be on it a while, mm -hmm. you know, like men, um, and women, women also, you don't feel it right away. It's not like you use it and all of a sudden, you know, it takes you a month, sometimes two months, you start feeling that mental clarity and drive come back three months, mm -hmm. you start feeling it in your muscles. Mm -hmm. You know, the difference is you work out and you used to feel like this good tired where your muscles are fatigued and, but you're, uh, and you're probably low in testosterone. If now you work out and you're just like exhausted. Yeah. I'm just, I can't even get up off the couch. You know, you want that good tired where you feel your muscles are tired, not you. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. You want to have drive to do a hobby. Mm -hmm. You want to, you know, you want to feel like doing stuff that you used to do and you used to love to do. Mm -hmm. you know? 
Yep. And, and that's, I'm glad we're talking about testosterone for women too, because I think that, I mean, if you go to a pellet center, that's the only thing they're going to focus on, it seems like, but if you go elsewhere, you know, it's, it's the estrogen and progesterone, which are just as important, but that T is going to have a massive impact. Like you just said, just on your overall um, sense of energy and well-being, you know, yep. and so if you're missing out on that, it's you, you got to have them all. And that's the one that's going to kick in with the other hormones to help your osteoporosis. Right. You're gonna right your heart health. All of that is is yeah. And and so we're also we're not just doing we're we're test your DHEA, your cortisol, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your thyroid. We'll mm-hmm. test for Hashimoto's, progesterone, estrogen, estrogen, uh, progesterone, estradiol, and all, all of it, the whole ball of wax, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Some special cases have weird things going on and we'll Mm -hmm. dive a little more into food sensitivities or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but for the most part, that first panel gives you a really good picture and helps most people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, I could ask you about, there's about 10 other questions that I would love to ask you, but I know we're coming on time here. So let Sorry, I talked, I took over all your questions. Oh no, it's great. It was all fantastic information, but let people know how they can contact you. The biggest thing I want them to know is, is whoever you go see, you Mm -hmm. need the, they need to have the heart of a a teacher Mm. and they need to teach you what's going on. And you can tell, I'm giving this to you now, trust yourself, you know, when someone is just marketing to you because you're in a dire need and you're just ready to write a check mm-hmm. or swipe your card just to get rid of this, whatever it is. And you're just so happy that someone's listening to you and off, you know, when that's the case, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And that's why people buy pellets. They buy whatever, just easy. I don't have to think about it. Go in, put this thing in me. I'm going to be fixed. So um, our website, I'm going to give you two websites. I don't mean to confuse you. I've got I've got a book I recently wrote. It's do your hormones have you dragging, sagging and nagging. Ah, so good. And, um, it's, it's great. You'll, you'll find out if hormones are right for you on here. We just, I just tell tons of stories about real case scenarios that have happened in our clinic. I mean, give it to you for free. You just go to freehormonebook.com. Oh, wow. That's very awesome. Very wonderful of you to offer. Uh, it's got an audio book too. So if you hate to read, you can download it. Now nice. I, I recorded it myself. I didn't go into a professional studio. So if you, if you hate my voice, don't download <laughs> the audio book. If you made it through the podcast and you're okay hearing me tell the stories. Uh, and so you'll get the digital copy of this. You'll get the audio book of this. Uh, there's also a link on there where you can take uh, a free online test. And mm. they'll kind of tell you just based on your symptoms where you might be high or low. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also I haven't added the link yet, but, um, uh, okay. So I'll tell you, go to freehormonebook.com, download the book. Perfect. All you got to do is put your email address in. I email you the link to download the book. So freehormonebook.com. If you go to my website, our business website at hormone balance centers okay, with an S on the end and it's balance, not balanced. <laughs> hormonebalancecenters.com there's a link along the top that says free consultation mm, okay if you'll click that you'll go to my calendar you can pick a pick a half hour time slot and we'll talk oh that's great and Perfect. so those are the two things go to hormonebalancecenters.com look along the top menu for the free consultation um and go to freehormonebook.com and you get the book and the audiobook and all that look i'm on the same mission as you 
Uh, I do want you to come to my clinic because I think I'll take the best care of you Mm -hmm. and we can help people all across the nation. But I also want you to go to someone, find someone. There's nothing like going face-to-face with someone who can just talk with you and you can feel connected with someone locally. Um, So I don't care if you go to my clinic or someone else's, but grab the book, get educated so you know the right questions to ask. You know what they should be testing. I don't want you... (laughs) I don't want you sitting on the couch wanting a drink of water and you can't even get up off the couch. Yeah. I want you don't have to live that way. Yeah. I want you living in high optimal. Yeah. No more low normal for you. You 100%. don't have to be that way. You don't have to be scared of it. You won't be scared of it because the the education when it comes to you will ring true to you. Yes. Yes. So, that's oh, so good. And honestly, I'm so happy to connect with you because I do have clients all of the time or other women that are reaching out to me, how can I find a doctor who knows hormones, you know, because like you said earlier, so many of these, especially smaller towns in the United States don't have any, you know, they don't have access to a doctor that does. And even some of the larger cities. So it's fantastic that you guys can work with people nationally. Thank you so much. So helpful. Yeah. So yeah. Keep spreading the word. We exactly. need to help more people not exactly. live a terrible life. You uh-huh. need to live a great life. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today and all your wonderful knowledge and wisdom. It's been fantastic chatting with you. And we'll definitely have all the links in the show notes too. So people can just click on those and go directly to the websites and definitely 100% grab the book. I mean, that's a fantastic resource that you're offering. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Absolutely. All right, you guys, I will see you.